Hi everyone, this is Ronnie from Everything Vive, and today I wanted to talk about my time with A Fisherman's Tale. A Fisherman's Tale is a game that was recently released, I, I guess now it's been a couple of weeks, um, but it, it was released uh, you know, earlier this, this month, I believe, uh, and it was developed by Interspace VR and published by Vertigo Games. Uh, I'm sure most of you guys are familiar with Vertigo Games. They're the studio behind uh, Arizona Sunshine, which is a really popular VR title. Um, a Fisherman's Tale is uh, was developed using the Unreal Engine, uh, so graphically, you know, it's 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 really nice. It has a lot of uh, awesome effects and just looks sharp in general. Performs well. And really, uh, A Fisherman's Tale is a great name for this title because the whole game has a very storybook-like element to it. It really does feel like it's a storybook come to life in a certain way. Not just because of the graphics, but uh, really the way the entire game was narrated and, and designed and how you go from point A to point you know, Z uh, throughout the course of the game. So moving on, uh, let's first talk about gameplay. Um, at its core, A Fisherman's Tale is a puzzle game, um, but I wouldn't say that it's necessarily super challenging in terms of puzzles. Uh, the game clearly has a story to tell, and like I said, because it's a it's like a storybook almost in a sense. Um, you know, it, I think it would really hinder the game to have. Uh, have its puzzles be too complicated, and actually, there was one instance near the end of the game where, um, you know, the the puzzle solving mechanics for me, anyways, were a little bit, you know, difficult to to figure out mechanically, and so that did actually kind of hurt, uh, you know, my overall experience. I felt like, but in, in general, uh, the game doesn't make any of those kinds of mistakes. Uh, the puzzles are challenging and interesting, but not. Uh, you know they're not too difficult, and uh, the game does a really, really great job of uh, making you notice elements for puzzles before you actually have to to solve those puzzles. So just by interacting with with the the environment and looking around and taking in the game, you kind of notice in advance what the elements are that are going to be at your disposal later on. So when the game asks you to solve certain puzzles you kind of have this background knowledge of, ah, maybe that's what that item was for. And you can go back and, and find that item and kind of play around with it. So I thought, in general, the game did a really, really great job of setting all that stuff up for you naturally. And 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 even, uh, like I said, the way in which the game kind of tries to push you along it's to the game's benefit that you don't that the player doesn't get stuck at any one puzzle for too long and so uh the game also gives you an option to keep hints on um and those hints will be provided to you by the narrator in a pretty natural way i i felt um there were only a couple of times where i could tell i must have been taking too long so the narrator kind of chimed in and kind of gave me a hint on what to do but it didn't feel you know all that bad like it didn't feel like it was doing it for any you know unnatural reason again without giving it away uh, you know i don't i really want to be touchy when it comes to talking about any of the puzzles directly because i mean that really is the experience of this game is kind of you know figuring out the puzzles and i don't even think it's really figuring out the puzzles it's more like Figuring them out and then kind of marveling at the game's cleverness in terms of how it plays with perspective. Um, but perspective is the key here. Um, 
the game really plays a lot with you as the player being in a world that um, can kind of interact at different at different you know vantage points throughout the game. I, again, it's hard to really talk about without giving away some of the mechanics, but you know to say that it plays with the player's uh, perspective is you know is stating it mildly, and it's it's what is most fun and engaging about the game. Uh, finish, I guess, in terms of playtime for the game, it took me about two hours to beat according to Steam. I'd say um, between pauses and that sort of thing, it was probably more like about an hour and a half. But um, for a game of this of this size, I felt like it was really fair. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the final pricing is. I think right now it, I saw it in Steam for about $15. $15 is a great price for this um, experience. I mean, uh, it's it's super polished and a lot of fun. So I, I feel like, uh, especially um, from what you get out of the the experience from beginning to end, you get a, a you know a fully fleshed out story. You feel like the game has a beginning, middle, and end, and it 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 wraps up you know super well. And it and honestly, at an hour and a half, I, I could see this being a game that um, if you do have. Uh, time to show friends or family, that sort of thing. Like if you're uh, somewhere, you know, for an extended period of time and people have a chance to actually try out VR for longer than just, you know, a 10 or 15 minute play session, this is a great game to, to kind of let them f- get, get a chance to play once you, uh, once, once they actually figure it out. And the, the reason I say figure it out, um, you do have to, like I played this game, um, in uh, like in a standing position because I was using the Rift with only two sensors uh, in the place that I was able to play it. Um, I'll get more onto that when I talk about the technical aspects of the game, um, but that's something to, to to take note. I think this game will actually work best if you have a room scale environment. So I think if I was playing the game with with a, a Vive, I probably would have had a better experience. But like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit when I get to the technical um, parts of the game. So moving on from gameplay, uh, the next main section that I wanted to talk about was just the storytelling of A Fisher's a Fisherman's Tale. Um, because really, uh, the storytelling is what sets this game apart from others, besides the fact that the, the gameplay mechanics and the puzzles are just you know super creative. Um, the uh the the storytelling is is you know you begin with a narrator and the narration in this game is really really well written, written to the point where um you know the narrator kind of tells you what you're supposed to do in a way that makes you feel like you should be doing those activities and you kind of just start doing what the narrator tells you to do almost like Stanley Parable-esque, you know, without the humor, um, but in a way that you know, you just it, you feel like it's both guiding you as well as telling you a story, and you feel like you're a part of the story, you know, all at all at once. Um, it's it's really really well done, and it's hard to really nail down exactly what they did that was so great with the narration. I think it it was a combination between great writing. Uh, great performance by the person actually 
uh, the, the, the person actually recording the dialogue. And then also the environmental cues and, and just the design of the world um, so that while the narrator is talking, it's really easy and intuitive for you to kind of pick up on what the narrator is speaking about and interact with the objects that he mentions. Um, you know, again, it's kind of a, a mix between the narrator and the environment that pushes you um, from one point to another in the game. And, uh, the, you know, in, in, and in addition to the narration, uh, the game every now and then breaks up the monotony of the gameplay by presenting you with these beautiful atmospheric cutscenes uh, that you know ensure that you're never tired of just you know uh, exploring from your from the perspectives that it gives you as a player. So it, it makes it feel a little less claustrophobic in my at the very beginning you're in kind of small enclosed environments and those environments eventually open up so that you do feel like you have more space um, but uh, before you do get to those bigger spaces I think some of the cutscenes uh, you know give the game a little bit of a grander sense of scale uh, that really helps kind of you know make the game feel a little bit bigger than maybe it would if if, if they didn't include those cutscenes. Um, the cutscenes don't take you out of the experience, and uh, they actually do a great job of making you feel like uh, you know you're you're a witness to uh, some of what they're presenting there. Like just the environments again are just really impressive. Um, and with that, um, I'm going to. I guess I don't want to get into kind of the. The, the themes of the game or anything like that. I will say that um, something I've noticed a lot of these shorter games um, to tell good stories, they kind of become, I mean, they're, they're simple stories, but at the same time they have deeper messages. And uh, sometimes uh, I get the underlying messages quickly and other times I don't. For some reason in A Fisherman's Tale, my first playthrough, I didn't really fully understand. It seemed like there were metaphors going on, um, between who you are as a character and kind of what some of the other characters are in the game. Again, I don't want to spoil anything um, for what happens in the game, but um, you know, there's a lot of what I could, what I thought was likely metaphors and kind of you know um, different kinds of analogies and, and that sort of thing to kind of give what's going on in the game deeper meaning. And it seems like a lot of VR games that I've played recently. It's just because you know you're so you're so um, invested in trying to get through the game and figure out the puzzles that sometimes you don't really have enough time to really stop and think about um, you know, a lot of the metaphors and the deeper story elements going on until after you, you, you sit down like this and, and try to think of, well, wait, what, what significance of that play? You know, in an hour and a half where you're trying to solve puzzles, you're not exactly going to have a ton of time to like stew and, and figure it. So I mean, in a sense, I think to get the most out of the story, uh, you'd really have to play a game like this more than once. And perhaps that that's something uh, you could really do with a game like A Fisherman's Tale, because uh, you know the the puzzles really aren't that difficult. So you could just play it again just to experience the story, um, and and not have to worry about doing anything overly challenging. I don't know. That's that's kind of my my th- my little bit of thoughts as far as. Um, storytelling and VR concerned, like some of these games, like I said, it's like this game does a particularly good job of telling you the story. Um, and it's just because you're so involved as a player, you know, I, I just wonder sometimes if VR is the 
best medium for these stories that are so much more metaphorical. I, I think they are because at the because it, it's kind of a natural introspective type of situation when you're you know a first person like you are in the game. Um, so I could see that, but yeah, just something I was thinking about. Not sure if that is all all too rambling or whatnot, but I, I have a feeling. Uh, other people that have had a chance to play a lot of story and narrative-driven VR experiences might feel the same way. But yeah, as far as storytelling is concerned, uh, A Fisherman's Tale does it great, as good if not better than you know any of the other titles I've played in a while. Uh, so then, moving on to the technical aspects of the game. Um, like I mentioned before, this game was developed using the Unreal Engine, and the graphics are, are excellent from a technical perspective. Um, the game ran great on my system. Granted, I have a, a 1080 Ti, but I have a lower-end CPU, and I never had any problems whatsoever in terms of you know, odd random loading or anything like that. I mean, once I was in the game, I was in the game, and everything uh, you know, was running properly. Um, as far as, like I had alluded to earlier, as far as actually playing the game and the movement systems that were in place, um, that was the only thing that I kind of had some issues with. Uh, like I said, I was using a standing um, environment. Uh, I played using the Rift with just two uh, rather than three cameras, so I didn't want to set up room scale. Um, I'm not sure if room scale would have worked well. Um, even with the two cameras, since you know, usually when you turn around, it kind of loses tracking. But um, by setting up the game in standing mode, I was basically the game was trying to keep me uh, looking forward, and then I was just teleporting around the game environments and rotating using uh, one of the sticks to do kind of you know ninety degree rotations. For the most part, it worked well, but uh, some of the because of the puzzles, I think focus so much on perspective. Uh, I noticed that teleporting a lot and using the snap rotation tended to uh, confuse me a little bit in terms of like it would I would sometimes lose um, my understanding of exactly what perspective I was dealing with. And it became um, especially uh, challenging kind of near the end of the game. Uh, where some of the the perspective um, elements of the puzzles kind of flipped on you a little bit, or they were they were kind of treated a little bit differently, and it was just the idea that I was in one like my standing environment gave me the guardian system gave me one box, but then I was trying to teleport with a box that was slightly off of that, and then on top of that, I I would lose my my ability to kind of figure out exactly where it was facing, and it was just. It felt like the teleportation system was getting in my way as a player. And granted, you know, what can you do if you don't really have a good room scale setup? But I just, I can't help but feel that if I were to play this game on my Vive when I got home, and if it really u- utilized room scale to the fullest, that being where the, the game environment was actually, and I don't know if the game does this or not, but if the game, I, I actually think games like this would 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 uh, do themselves a great benefit if they were able to scale to the to whatever room you are you are playing in. Uh, somewhat like uh, I'm not. I don't think it was budget cuts, but uh, games. I'm trying to think of, of of some of the games in the past where literally the the size of the of the play space that you had um, would actually affect 
the game environment. I, I'd like to see more of that kind of stuff because um, if if you had, let's say, like a I don't know, a four by four uh, foot uh, play space, and the game could actually uh, you know figure out where, like, if the game could within a certain amount of space figure out what was ideal there, you wouldn't have to teleport at all. You could just walk around your play space and, and interact with everything without having to do any kind of rotations, without having to do any awkward, just by moving in your general environment. I want to see more of that because a lot of the game spaces, I mean, in this, in this, in, in A Fisherman's Tale, there are certain environments where you would have to do some teleportation teleportation like going up staircases or using ladders or that sort of thing um but in rooms that are small enough to where you can just walk around i i want to see more games utilize real world walking rather than having to teleport and maybe this is something that we'll see more uh when the oculus quest and other uh you know tetherless devices come out where people will be more free to walk around um uh, obviously, real-world physical space is still a limitation on on when people can do that and when they can't. But um, it's still something that I want to see more of in the future. Uh, another thing that kind of took me out a little bit, and this is something that I've I've kind of criticized, not really criticized, but something I've noticed um, with other story-driven VR titles is that some of the animation kind of takes me out a little bit, especially in characters. So there's uh, one character in particular that talks in the game, and just the animation on the lips of that character, it just it it felt you know fake to me and wooden. And in other games, especially not AAA games, like it's less noticeable because you're not in the game. Like I'm talking non VR games, uh, but when you're in VR, everything just has this heightened sense of realism to it and so sometimes those you know the 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 character animations become a a something that sticks out to me more than usual so uh that's just something that that i noticed like as far as like because everything looks so great and i've seen a lot of other games like this where it's just man from top to bottom these games look amazing and even the characters they're really cool characters they're fun to interact with but then just the animation looks so, you know, wooden or so unrealistic that it kind of pulls me out of the experience. Sometimes I wish there were less character elements or character elements were done in a different way um, than having characters like that in the game that kind of feel a little bit less than than real. So, um, but yeah, as a whole, though, this game from a technical standpoint was great. Um, and you know most of the perspective issue, like most of the puzzles, I had no problem. And actually, something that the game did really quickly and, and great was um, anytime there was a like an environmental object that I needed to use for a puzzle, um, if it did get dropped or lost or something like that, the game did an excellent job of respawning those uh, items fairly quickly. And that's something that I really appreciate because there there have been a lot of games where that doesn't necessarily get done or or you drop something and you have no idea if it's going to respawn quickly or not. This game once I realized how quickly the respawns worked, uh, it does give you a sense of ease because you know if you lo- lose something that you don't have to overly worry about 
game-breaking glitches or having to restart the game or anything like that. I didn't have a single game-breaking glitch uh, throughout my entire playthrough, even though I was trying all kinds of weird stuff. So uh, that's a real real testament to, I think, uh, the team to, you know, they made a really solid product here. And um, like I said, I, the, really the only issues I had in terms of confusion and, and playing the game was because, I think, of, of my limited uh, standing setup. I think, it, I think for if especially if, if you have a larger room scale environment where you don't have to teleport a ton to play the game, I think that this is uh, very technically solid and and super accessible to people whether they're new to VR or they have more experience. So then, uh, I guess uh, just to wrap up my my thoughts on on a fisherman's tale, uh, you know, this was a. a a solid game from beginning to end, and it was a game that I was able to finish um, in one setting. I didn't have any kind of problems or hiccups. The only hiccup I had was near the end of the game. I was starting to have problems with some of the puzzles. And again, I, I thought that some of that had to do with just the fact that I was having to teleport around more than I would have preferred uh, because I was using a standing uh, you know, setup. Uh, does the game work with a standing setup? Yes, I, I played the whole game through, and for the most part, had no problems doing so. The game also gives you an option to to select seated, and then and then obviously the the room scale mode, and so. I, I, it looks like they did a great job of trying to make the game uh, work with all of those various uh, methods of control. I just think that if you can play the game using room scale, it, I think that the perspective uh, puzzles would be that much more enjoyable and more intuitive. Um, but just the the like, you can tell that the team here had a story they wanted to tell. They came up with an aesthetic that really works in VR, and then that they they. The, the story itself hooks into the gameplay puzzles in a way that's just so cohesive and so clear that really from top to bottom, this is a very uh, well-integrated, just solid VR title. So I, I definitely recommend it, um, especially at 15 bucks right now. Um, it's kind of a no-brainer. I, I think you should definitely pick it up. And even if you end up only playing through it once, I, I think the... The it's 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 well worth that that price, and even if it's a little bit more, and you end up playing it, uh, you know, if if you end up playing through this game uh, more than once with friends, like you know, letting them try it out, I, I think this is a great way to kind of introduce people to um, what narr- storytelling can be like in VR, and uh, yeah. Uh, a Fisherman's Tale from Inner Space VR. Great title that uh, we at Everything Vive definitely recommend. Mm-hmm.